Are you on a forklift? Yeah, I am. You are son of a bitch. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. All right, all right, all right. Well, mood, mood, everybody, mood, everybody. I'm in a great mood. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Empoli 4, Juventus 1, have the players given up on Max? Question marks. Um, was that uh, an intention? Was that them trying to send a message? I don't know. We're going to tackle it all, but this is uh, painful. The smokes are already kicking off for uh, Omar here. And uh, I've never smoked, but I could honestly contemplate it at some point uh, this season. Oh, oh, you should. I have. So, if, there's uh, a if there's a reason to smoke, it's you, but I, I guarantee you that. Yeah, the news headlines, too. We're going to tackle that. The point penalty. Max Allegri's post-match press conference. We're going to go through it all, and we're going to let it out today and go from there. Um, Sandro's amazing, amazing uh, display, followed by uh, a lot of urgency on uh, the substitution. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable, but uh, we're gonna tackle it all. We're gonna just uh, get some, uh, just get some house cleaning out of the way here, okay? So, if you're looking to support the channel, obviously, thank you to everybody who was part of the watch along and <laughs> stuck around for that grind yesterday. Because believe me, it was a grind. At one point, I spent about five minutes looking for something to smash in the studio here because I was mm -hmm. just losing it, okay? But thank you to all of you. You at least make it worthwhile and whatnot. You can uh, support through Super Chat, which is enabled. We have memberships now uh, available with three different tiers. You have to be on a desktop to access that through YouTube. Um, we've got the merch store, all right, and there's new Amici Di Nessuno gear in there as well. Thank you to everyone who has supported in one of those manners. The other and the easiest is to simply share the content. When the shows come out, just simply uh, retweeting or reposting through Instagram or whatnot all goes a long way. Thank you very much. Now we're going to say what's up, Apex. Juve will, Juve will bounce back. They absolutely will bounce back. Uh, sure. It's just a matter of when. And right now, mm -hmm. for me, I've been saying for a while, it's about getting the right pieces uh, together up top because I believe it all starts there. Now, um, Shatterstar talking about even if we win the remaining games, uh, we could still be out. Look, we'll get into all that and whatnot uh, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, Jeremiah, the players seem uh, united in throwing Max under the bus. The disappointment has reached boiling point. Adios, Maxwell. We'll talk about that for sure. Juventus will lose mm -hmm. a lot of players this year if Allegri stays. Chiesa, Dushan, Illing, Rabio. Well, we'll talk about all that as well. Maybe. It's uh it's tough times, everybody. Tough, tough times. Uh this one yesterday caught everybody off guard. Big, big mm -hmm. shout out to the legend, Florian, for becoming a member. Much appreciated. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Despite what happens, okay, and I get a lot of messages after, you know, and quite a few moments in this season where it's reached this beyond boiling point. We ain't going anywhere, okay? Fino alla fine for a reason. We're going to ride it out, all right? We're going to tackle this game first. Anth? I would just ready? like to start by saying I'm... <laughs> come on. 
I'm always ready. I really, we talked about this in the green room. I really should be in the middle between you two because if anyone's listening to this at work, headphones. I would say a preemptive, please put some headphones in because these two lunatics are probably going to go off. But today is the International Day of Kindness, if you did not know that. So I am going to partake in the International Day of Kindness and try and be as kind as I can to the team that we love. You two can do whatever the hell you want. I'll be kind. Sure. I want certain <laughs> bodies to please kindly <laughs> fuck off from the club. Okay, so headphones, everybody. Uh, there you go. All right. Yeah. Kindness, if they kindness, could kindly <laughs> fuck off, would be great. Now, uh, Omar, how you doing today, brother? All right. All right. Oh, I'm super. I, I've never been better. Uh, there you go. All right. Smokes. That's a lie. Right. Smokes, dude. That's a lie. Calm everybody no, down. No, I lie. I lie more than I smoke, so that's one of them. Holy smokes. That's a lot of lying. Okay. All <laughs> right. Let's go through this thing quick, okay? And as I mean quick. As fast as you can. Let's go through this game and get this mm -hmm. over with, okay? So starting lineup, we got Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Sandro, Barbieri, Miretti, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Milik, and Vlaovic. Um, hey, we know... Two strikers up top is generally not a good showing for Juve, but it's Empoli, and you know you got to get after this. We know the yep. points came. This is one thing that frustrates me. We'll get to the point penalty after recapping the game, but we we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't feel confident in this lineup to get the job done against Empoli. But the truth of the matter is, I asked one question um, in the pre-match live, and I said. Can you see us actually, like, it would be ridiculous to drop this or whatever. Can you see it? And Aziz said, I could see it. He goes, I could easily see it. And I said in the pre-match, I go, this is the moment after being bounced from Europa League and everything going on, this could be a moment where you could see the team collapse and finally give in on all the shit that's come around this season. But I still still just couldn't fathom us hitting that point where we can at least see out these final three games, knowing that they're important to at least force UEFA's hand and whatever and what's going to come out of that. You still have matters in your hands. Did you guys feel the same way, like this could easily collapse at this moment? Um, did you expect anything of what happened before we get to the highlights and stuff? Homer? Well, it's hard to say I, I expected this type of loss. I kind of expected that a goal, an early goal from Empoli will take us out of the game completely, but I couldn't imagine, you know, we conceded four. Uh, but, but the air around Juve wasn't good. It didn't feel right. Uh, even before the game, the second that the sentence came out, that wasn't a good sign at all. Yeah. You could see it in the players in the in the tunnel before the match. You could just see it in their body language. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just especially once once we were on the pitch, my God, my God, was that a mess? Yeah. So, but it wasn't a bad start. Like we hit and, the crossbar. Like it wasn't a terrible start. And that's just it. Like I mean, ninth minute we get Locatelli going in hard, winning a ball. Kostic able to run at the defense. He has a good counter run. Puts in a low hard shot. Um, handled by Vicario rather easily. 13th minute, we get the corner kick. Great corner kick from Miretti. Milik 
just absolutely attacks this one. He heads it right off the bar, pops up, and then some fans on the watch along were a little upset at the light contact that Vicario obviously made him they made a lot called. out of it, made a meal out of it, but those get called all the time. So I all said it, yeah. like it's a call. It's a call. Yeah, if you if you touch the keeper there inside the, the five meter area, that's it. It's a foul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Labrador Nick said, you know, there's a a myth that a keeper is entitled to extra protection um, according to the laws, but instead they're treated the same as any other player. They can use their hands jumping up over their opponents. They're more frequently fouled and referees are instructed to protect goalkeepers as they are more prone to collisions and injuries because of that. Bremer goes side to side with the keeper. The keeper falls over, causing the ref to blow the whistle. The referee actually did wait for Gatti to put the ball in the net so that VAR could properly check it so they could actually clearly check the contact. And uh, taking a second look, Nick said uh, the keeper had the position established, and when he jumped, Bremer tried getting in the way without trying to actually compete for the ball. And... uh, that's what makes it uh, a call. So he said you could support a no call here because Bremer simply tried um, just to use uh, his body to establish position. But at the same time, him not jumping and making a play for the ball is what makes it an easy call. So if he jumps and hits him, stands and hits him, it's getting called either way. Yeah. So it doesn't really 16th yeah. minute across in tech punches it out and this is it when I'm talking about players giving up before things start. 16 minutes in, Milik you know exactly what position you're in. You know where you're at. That is lazy. That is lazy mm-hmm. and unacceptable to stick a leg out there like that. And Rookie mistake. Rookie oh, it is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I would have been pissed no matter who did that on the field because you just got to be smarter. That's just garbage. That's garbage. Gives the up only the PK. issue. The only issue I had with that was that that wasn't even a foul on Barbieri to cause the free kick that Tech punched out. The yeah, ref was a on bit the other challenging side. over there when he followed him all the way from the left uh, left side of uh, uh, Empoli all the way to the right. Stayed with his man after the flick on and whatever, a little bit soft. The linesman was but... the linesman was right there, and the referee wasn't even anywhere close. And he, I know that the the man in the center has has the right away, but. Man, rely on your linesman there. It was a, it didn't even touch him. But anyways, regardless, doesn't, it doesn't excuse the the PK. I'm just saying that wasn't even a foul. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Caputo steps up, ends up bearing it one nil lead down early, and it's like, okay, well, we've had chances. Like, I mean, let's just go mm-hmm. back. Let's get let's get this one back. Terrible. Um, and then twenty uh, first minute corner mm-hmm. flicked on to the back post. Volleyed back across goal. Tech makes the original stop in tight here. Um, mm-hmm. But the rebound falls over and Luperto smashes it home for 2-0. Now, this one, sorry. I'm just immediately furious on the watch along. I don't even pay attention on replays or whatnot. But there is the player that took the initial shot in behind everybody. And he is in front of Tech while Tech's mm-hmm. on the ground and whatnot by rule. And Arbitro Nick's going to come in here. It says right when uh, Caputo takes the shot that goes, uh, and it was uh, Luperto, not Caputo, but Luperto takes a shot that goes into the net. Another Empoli player is standing next to or in front of Chesney in an offside position. The two potential offside calls are offside by challenging an opponent or by blocking the keeper's vision. Those are the two considerations. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Sorry, Chesney what's the first was touched one? by the Empoli Sorry, player. The f- this is considered challenging an opponent or interfering with play, and his vision mm-hmm. may very well have been blocked. Generally, when a player in an offside position is right on top of the keeper, that is always called offside. This should have been called offside. With the referee going to the monitor and verifying the player was involved in active play and preventing Chesney from making a play similar to Juve Fiorentina game earlier this year. The thing is, it wouldn't have wouldn't have mattered. Wouldn't have mattered. And this is my no. thing. While we can have the right to be upset about these, for me, that Juve yesterday was a Juve. I and I've said this a couple times this game, a, uh, this season, a Juve I never want to see. And I don't think it would have mattered anyways. My thoughts. And that that goal, I think, falls to tactics and the zonal marking during corners that bit us in the ass more than once this season. But there is no way, no fucking way that the opposition gets three touches inside our box from a corner and no UV interfer- interference. No way they get three shots on goal inside our own area. Yeah. We're, we're playing in the air is our, you know, our strength. We're good in the air. But zonal marking, no one's keeping tight to his men, so they just go whenever they want. No. And they, they just couldn't, get they couldn't be bothered. Standing around, nope. watching. The ball Nobody just could goes be bothered. across and back. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous defending. Yeah. Halftime. Chiesa in for Barbieri. Paredes in for Moretti. It's going to move Locatelli over. Hey, whatever. It's still two goals down. Snap out of it. Wake up. Get after this thing. Because you had chances. You had chances. Bremer missed an opportunity, scooped it over the goal. I don't know how um, he missed that, but he did. Um, We had opportunities in this one. Rabio unleashed a rocket. It was very ambitious, but he didn't miss a corner from much. Like You're getting opportunities. You're getting in and around their area you can create problems just get after it but the drive the drive ultimately was too few and far between but he's trying to make some changes Kiesa comes in Paredes comes in and uh, let's hope we can get after in the second right I I even put money on a Juve draw and a Juve win at halftime the odds were just too good to pass up I put a little bit of money on it I'm like they can come at least a draw 47th minute, Sandro, fucking Nothing. sleeping. Fucking sleeping, okay? Guy right in front of him takes a touch towards the player. Um, he gets stripped and goes him. down rather than grabbing onto him and just taking the professional foul. You've got beat, man. He's about to run at Bremer, and he's got another body with him in Caputo. Mm-hmm. No, instead you want to grab your fucking leg and hit the turf while wearing the captain's armband for fuck's sakes. That's the kind of shit we're dealing with. Anyways, gets stripped, hits the deck rather than take a professional foul. They're off. Bremer is caught all alone. Pass across and a lovely finish from Caputo. A lovely finish from him to just chip that over uh, Tech as he comes out to challenge. 3-0. Jesus. We had to wait until the 63rd minute to get Sandro off the pitch. And then he walks, walks off the pitch. Down three, nothing. This guy was taking a stroll, okay? Taking a fucking stroll as if we are up five nil. He couldn't go slower if he tried. 
unbelievable to me. And you were wearing the captain's armband. This shit is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. 85th minute, Rabio cross falls to Kies at the top of the area. He gets it through Parisi. And uh, there, we get one back. He kisses the crest. Okay, you give a shit. I like that. That's cool. But this was a dog shit performance. 92nd minute, Bicoli running at our back line after coming in as a sub. Absolutely smashes one. It takes a little deflection. Big stop there from Tech. Uh, but we're in shambles. And ultimately, on a short corner, Juve trying to clear it out after. It's cut out, taken right back at us. Gatti gets beat by Bicoli, and he smashes it uh, short side 4-1. Stop the bleeding. Get me the fuck out of here. Bottom line. Um, blow this game to hell. Forget about it. But ultimately, changes mm-hmm. have to come. Okay? Going to get all you guys and your reviews, and then I'll get into uh, my thoughts and whatnot. So, Omar, this game, your thoughts, your feelings, uh, fresh off of it, and maybe now after a little bit of reflection. Yeah, that was embarrassing, to say the least. I mean... Beyond. Title of today's show, by the way. Beyond embarrassing. Yeah, exactly, because that's what it is. I felt... I don't know, i never seen you so just devout of energy, grinta, heart, whatever you want to call it. It's just not there. I mean, there's losing. I get losing. I get that everything that happened before affected the team. But there's losing and there's this. And, you know, the problems on the pitch, you know, just playing are the same problems. We've seen cross after cross after cross who gets nowhere. We've seen shots off target. With a tremendous amount. I mean, just look at the stats. 19 shots for Juve. 11 off target, 4 on target, 4 blocked. Empoli, on the other hand, 14 shots, 7 on target, 6 off. And 4 of them goes in. Yeah. That That's that's the story of Juve this season. Crossing, shooting off target, can't finish a goddamn attacking scenario for to save their lives. Yeah. And... And those are supposed to be world-class players. I mean, that's Empoli. You want to compete with, you know, in a Champions League group with with teams that do take their chances and control the match. I mean, got to be realistic here. That type of performance can't happen to Juve ever, no matter the circumstances. I don't Fine, think... Fine, be defensive. Yeah, and like while that. there are a lot that feel that the players gave up on Max and they weren't out there, I, I, feel, like, I feel like the goals... Just killed him. Feel like for sure the one nil, the early oh. one nil down deflated them, and they just they couldn't. I I don't think I think the drive was there at the start, but to your point, they can't finish a fucking attacking scenario to save their goddamn life, and then they no. go down one nil on the PK and whatnot. And I think it was like okay, check out exactly. check out time, and it was way too easy for them to do so, and it's not acceptable by any means i don't care what the hell it is and that's why i've been talking a lot lately about re-establishing the fucking culture and the values and get guys in here that are willing to fucking be a part of that and if you're not gonna fight if you're not gonna give it your all it's next man up and i don't care i don't give a shit how much we spent to get you i don't care how much you make i don't give a shit about all of that that garbage on the field should never be associated with juventus period Period. And I, 
and I did have a problem with the lineup. I did because Melik and Dushan doesn't work together. We've seen it before. And once again, it didn't work. Sandro as captain and just, you know, starting games is ridiculous. Rugani has been nothing but solid this year whenever he played. And you play Sandro, you give him the captain's armband, that's what you get. And you renew him for another year. I mean, we, we cooked this shit stew that we're eating right now and we're paying for it. That's basically it. Yeah. And? Well, <clears throat> hopefully you guys feel better after that. Um, oh, you just wait. There, I will say that an excuse can be made for before the match, how the players, that first goal killing them, and then they're down, you know, you get the points penalty before the match. The issue is that this isn't the first time we've seen the team play like this this year. If this was the first time that, you know, they did this, we, we would have been like, ah, you know, point penalty. But we've seen this, I don't know, Al, Omer, four times, three times, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, we've seen well a team, over that, yeah. Well right? over that, yeah. If it was a one, if it was a one-time thing, we'd all give them a pass. But I think the issue is that it's just there's just a a rot on the inside. Either it's it's from the club through the players. It's just something has to change. And at the end of that game, when you made all the changes, you have Empley pinned back. There was just no sort of anything system. There was no sort of attacking, you know, schemes. It was just bring it up get Empley pinned back and then just pass it around the top. Like there was nothing, we were not threatening at all. So to be honest, I have no that was idea the most frustrating how we game. play. I the have thing, no idea how we play. The thing is too, is I've been saying this for a while. There's no foundation there with this team. Okay. And even in this moment, in these circumstances, in that scenario, what is it? It's case has come and on um di maria's coming on after and it's like you're you're putting players in there but they still all haven't got a fucking clue mm -hmm. they still haven't got a fucking clue how to play together period there's no, no chemistry yeah. whatsoever like there's no foundation for this team to fall back on so even if at some point, shit goes sideways because some games that's going to happen. There's nothing for them to fall back on, to have some type of belief, some type of understanding, shared understanding amongst them all that, hey, no, you know what? We have confidence in this. Let's do this. We can get through it. Uh, we could push through. It's not. It's every fucking man for himself out there. It's and bullshit. when you do, and when you play like that, the only thing that can save you is just you know, flair, uh, players who can make something out of nothing. Where were they? Where were, where was Di Maria? Where was Chiesa? Where was Ealing? The guys who actually create something in all this havoc. They were on the bench. That's, How's this that's for a stat line? If we score all the shots we had on target, it would have been a draw. What's that for a stat yeah. line? Shocking. Here's another stat. 16 defeats in all competitions. Three off Juve's worst ever we record, which was 19 in all competitions. 16 total losses in all competitions. 28 okay. total losses between two seasons for Max Allegri and uh, this Juventus project. For me, I'm done. 
This project oh. needs to be blown up and it needs to be shattered. I brought up an interesting point too in Vlaovic and Dusan Vlaovic because Aziz yesterday on the pregame show was saying, you know, when we were talking about the potential sale and potential scenarios Juventus could face. And I said, I don't know if I necessarily keep him around and this project and whatnot now that I start to think about the problems and look at the problems Juve is facing. Not to single him out as a problem, but... Can we say, and, and then I asked a separate question. I said, give me your three untouchables at Juventus. And I said, everyone in the live chat, do the same. Vlaovic's name barely came up. And even Aziz didn't have Vlaovic in his untouchable list. So I go, if you want to make somebody a focal point of a project, how can we not include him in an untouchable list, even as short as three players? You would have to if he's the focal point. For me, he should not be the focal point. I don't think Juve needs to make him the focal point. I understand strikers and true nines are hard to come by and whatnot, but I do not believe he is a focal point right now for Juve. On one hand, yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we're slowly getting off the, the Dushan train uh, one by one. But, you know, and I look at it from the... Uh, no, slowly, not... Not so fast, but you know the the other arguments start to make more and more sense to why we shouldn't keep him, because for most of the season I was yeah untouchable, don't sell him no matter the, the price. But right now, on one you know from one end yeah, but if I look at it from the other end, what attacking player has flourished, has done something that we can say yeah this guy works in the system, this guy we should build around him. In the past two seasons, my my answer is zero. So yeah, there is a blame for the players, but something is seriously wrong with our attacking play, with our finishing, with our attacking scenarios, and I can't blame each player individually when the collective is just bad. Yeah, and that's the point. And that falls down to Max. Yeah, that's a hundred percent Max's fault. Gotta have your key guys being your key guys. But Piazza and Murray on the bench. I see so much. I see so many issues though. Like, and you gotta start somewhere. I just I don't think I think the 80 mil could come in handy for this club because we have so much work to do. And the fact that there are doubts still in Vlaovic aside from our play and whatnot because all our players suffer from the play Chiesa suffers from the play Di Maria mm -hmm. suffers from the play they're all suffering from the play so I'm not going to use that to protect Vlaovic it's what I see over and above and I think I truly do believe if he goes somewhere he's going to do well but I think for the benefit of Juventus mm -hmm. they have to seriously consider a shift in this whole project because it has to get blown up for me it has to get blown up for me and he might have to be one of those guys that goes. Yeah. Man. And that's why I think that's why a lot of us are wanting uh, an external hire for a sporting director. Because hiring internally, while the candidate may be a good candidate, I know Mana is the, the one candidate internal who is being touted, but we need a full change. And, I, and again, I'm just going to put yeah. this out there because I guess on Twitter, it doesn't really compute for some people. Don't worry about who's on the fucking board of directors. Don't worry about that. They're not there to fix 
the, the first team or the women's team or the next gen. They're there to get through the trials. They'll all be gone in two years. So forget who's on the board of directors. Second, we have to hire a sporting director. Once that's in place, then we'll see how all these pieces fall. And unfortunately, Max may still be here next year, which is going to be a big problem. It's going to be great for us okay. because people are going to tune in. They're going to have a place to vent. Okay. But there is go. a chance that he's still here now. Here we go. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> you fucking, now you got me. Okay. Hook, line, and sinker. This just fucking thing has to get blown up. Okay. <laughs> now, I've been, I got a ton of messages yesterday after the game and whatnot and had a lot of discussions mm-hmm. and whatnot. And my true feeling is this even if anybody out there feels that Max Allegri is hard done by based on the roster or whatnot, it is mm. irrelevant because this project has to get blown up. And even if you feel like Max Allegri has been hard done by by this roster, it changes nothing in a sense that we cannot go on the same manner and the same path. Either way, any way you slice it, it is not working. The cracks, the breaks, they're all there for all of us to see, okay? You don't have to have won trophies to realize that it is not working. So he has to go. He has to be part of an overhaul. The dead weight on the roster has to be dealt with. The cleanup has to be dealt with. You need a sporting director like today in this fucking place to start assessing everything and everyone and start making positive business moves. You need to reestablish your goddamn culture and have players that make sense. Stop looking at just the costs and the finances and whatever and start making sense of the guys you're bringing in and does it make sense? Are they Juve players? In some capacity. It doesn't have to be in skill level. It could be in heart and passion and fight. Like how many guys over the course of Juve that I've, uh, like the time I've been supporting Juve, have I seen that are not flashy players, not that great technically, but had so much to offer. And we made a living, made a living Mm -hmm. off having so many guys like that on squads that could come in and do their job. And teams, other opposing teams had to kill themselves to win their matchups against those players. There is so much wrong with this current Juventus and broken that you cannot keep somebody that has been established with this current project around for two years. That's moved absolutely nowhere. It's setting records in the wrong fucking columns. Okay. Wrong way. Now, I've sat here. That's a major major thing. That's a whole separate. That's a whole separate thing. I've sat here. You're muted all of a sudden. Old man and technology. No, still muted. He's going to okay, jump out, so jump I... back in. Kate, okay, go ahead, Omar. Okay, on my so right yeah, there. I, uh, first of all, I love it. I love it when you go off. Um, but but it's all true. I mean, what Ant said, don't appoint money. It's just, you know, keep making the same mistakes we made that led us here into this situation. I mean, God bless Gentoli that he wants to come into this shit show that is you right now. Honestly, I, I wouldn't have imagined anyone want to come in and, you know, set, trying to set straight all this shit we're going through. But if he does, I mean, Momblano said today that 
it won't work together. It's either Max or Gentoni, but it won't work together. But at this point, I think anyone, anyone, and go back to the foundation, stop renewing on players that are obviously, obviously way past their prime and way past the, the, the world-class level of football, the top-tier level. Uh, if you want to progress, you have a project, you have to change everything. Right yeah. now, nothing is working. I can't, you know, we come into matches and I feel... You used to feel like you are superior and the better team and should win this and should win that. I don't feel that way anymore. And, you know, maybe I, I give some credit to, to Rav, who said yesterday about this loss that he's just became numb to it all. Just numb. It's like, I'm angry, but I feel nothing because it's just more of the same. We, we got accustomed to losing these important matches that we have to win. Yeah. And yeah, most of my complaints will go towards Max, although I credit him for what he did this season and the way he stayed at Juve and didn't leave. He still deserves a lot of praise. One of the things, too, is that, and you see yesterday, is that Max is the one, while I'm frustrated and while I think this thing's got to get blown up and it's done, it's dusted. You, and I said it when we were going through the mess earlier on the season. I had major doubts. I said, I doubt you can turn this around. Like it, it just, we needed such, such a major turnaround. We, we found it, but you can't expect turnaround after turnaround after turnaround. So when this team and the biggest thing for me is any way you slice it, whether he, because of course he's not all to blame. He isn't, but this team in every measuring stick match and moment Yesterday was a measuring stick moment. Regardless of the opponent being empty, it's a measuring stick moment in terms of you have three games, you have to win out, you have to impose yourself and get the job done to put matters into their hands and whatnot. They fail. They fall flat on their face, every single one of those. And even during Saudi, even during period. Every time. That didn't happen, every but time. every single game and every single moment that you need this team to show its metal, it's not there. And this project has to be blown up. Look, I, wa I, I, I was just scrolling through Juve's games in the past two seasons yesterday. And I was just, I was shocked. I had to tweet it. So I just recapped all the losses we've had. Most of them. I ran out of characters. That's also something new. And to, you know, summarize all the losses. And <laughs> I mean, there's just too much, too much for this. And every time we had to win, had to bring our A game for one game to make it through, we failed. And my question at the end was, so why did we get rid of Pirlo? What has changed? What has evolved in this team? What, what did we gain from appointing a veteran coach who is supposedly experienced and should make the team better? I mean, Piolo got canned for a lot less. Sorry, too, although I, I agree with that, but sorry, too. If Max had won one trophy in, this, in his past two seasons, I'd give and, him some credit for it. And Adriano saying, you know, Allegri has been bad, but when he offered to go, they made it stay to face all the media. It's still up in the air whether or not that actually happen and him offering to go okay 
But facing the media in the most disgusting situation, this is where I feel for him because he's literally the only one facing the music, which is bullshit because he's doing it for others and on others' behalf that should be the ones facing all that music. However, you know, I agree in the end and I said he is not the only one to blame. However, you cannot stay around and you cannot continue with him. You can't. You can't do yeah. it. The is this thing working now? Are, you are working yeah. now, Anth. And we have been waiting just for you patiently. Don't ever do that again. Now let's go. I didn't just do anything. The FIGC can't silence you. Let's go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just one again. statement. The, the okay, management sorry, Omar, yeah. is at fault. Just one. The management is at fault, but they're not yes. here anymore. I mean, Max is the only one to stay. So obviously he gets most of the fire, you know, right now in real time in interviews because they don't talk to Nedved and Anieli, and these guys used to talk and used to do interviews before and after games, but they're not here anymore, so... Uh, Nedved got his sentence cancelled, right? Yeah. I believe? Yeah. Yesterday? Yeah. Anyways, okay. I, so let me just restart. Great points. Y'all Y'all made great points. So you kind of touched on what I was going to say, kind of stole my thunder, but that's okay. That's what we do. We share thunder around here. But I've sat and spoken into this microphone defending Max Allegri for a long time. I'm a Max guy. Well, I know some. I thought he's done a great job through probably the worst situation that any manager can be put in. Points deduction, board gone. You're the only one on the staff who knows anything about football. So it has to be commended what he's done. And we should. And what he's done in the past for Juventus, he's going into what we like to call the Juventus Hall of Fame. We want to, we want to put it in there. Not a club legend. He's all the trophies that he's won. But to Berto's point, everything's you gotta blow the whole thing up. He's done a he's he's been a good soldier, but it doesn't mean that he gets to stay. Yeah. You you can you can it's not it's not like you're talking to both sides of your mouth. You can say both things. Hey, great job, wonderful job, pack your shit, because everyone else is leaving and you're not immune to it. You know, thanks. We appreciate yeah. it, but we gotta change everything. And you can just see it. You, you, you can't move forward if you want to change everything and keep some of your big pieces around. Like this this whole thing needs to be completely turned over. Yeah. The roster that's been it's and this is the thing. It's been patchwork after patchwork after mm -hmm. patchwork. That's why I say you need to blow and I see that there's some comments saying I don't think we need to blow the whole thing up. I really think you do cuz it's starting you have to reestablish the business side of things but you cannot continue with certain guys on this roster and i don't care about renewals and whatnot that's fine take the hit on the payment but i'm sorry you can't be around anymore like it's just it's not mm -hmm. there your performance isn't up to snuff and not only that you're gonna give an attitude like that like we saw yesterday that's what i mean about establishing a culture Est setting the standard setting the bar and having players that come in that want to measure up to it and if they don't you move on you have to establish something right now we have nothing we are lost there's a reason i chose that photo uh for the thumbnail on this show we are lost okay you have to refresh everything you have to and you know what it's going to take patience patience there is a fear from there from some players some uh fans that hey we might drop to 10th if we don't have like this to it might happen Whatever. it might happen but honestly i don't think it will i don't think it will because we have been a mess 
We have been a mess and we're still lingering around. We've been a mess for three, four years now, and we're still up and around there. I don't see this team dropping off to 10th based on number one, the rest of Serie A. Number one, we still have a good amount of talent. When you're looking at Locatelli, Fagioli, uh, Illing Jr., um, Vlaovic is locked up to 2026 if he stays and whatnot. Like Bremer, Mm -hmm. we have good core to build around. Rovella is going to be coming next season and whatnot. Like, we have good talent. It's not that bleak, everybody, okay? I don't see us dropping off the face of the earth because we make a coaching change and decide we want to change our... It, as You don't even have to change philosophies, but you definitely can't keep going on the path you're currently on because nothing is improving. Mentality, not improving. Uh, performances, not improving. Um, player progression not improving Kiesa like, hasn't progressed you can't you cannot continue progressed. on this path and i can't stress that enough right and, now and we can't allow ourselves to be like that because the guys out there the guys who are in charge of us the figc uefa all of those assholes they're just looking for juve to be a mess and they found the, the best moment in time to do whatever it is they're doing to us right now it, it plays right into their hands. So we can't allow ourselves to be this, you know, just all over the place. So uh, appointing unexperienced guys and making the purchases we made, the loans we made, the way we operate, if we allow ourselves to be like that, those vultures are going to eat us. And they are just waiting behind the corner to make Juve look bad and just take them out of everything. I mean, Sheferin, his beef was with Agnelli. Agnelli was all in for the Super League. Agnelli was the one who quit the ECA, uh, who was close friend with Chefferin. Agnelli is gone. He doesn't give a fuck. He mm. just wants... He's still after Juve. And I here's, mean, he just can't act like that. And here's another thing I want to get into. So while we kind of feel for Max in terms of him having to be the one to face the music for all the shit storm others have brought on and whatnot... Mm-hmm. In the same regards, this is why I also strongly feel it's over and can't continue. I don't want to hear about 10 points being deducted in post-match over and over and over. Okay, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Yeah, we know it's bullshit and they shouldn't be taking points through a championship season. But you know what? Everybody on the planet knew it was coming May 22nd. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? So to drop this now and say, fuck that. This entire team, players and staff and everyone, had almost a month to prepare knowing it's coming. And then we knew the date for weeks. May 22nd. You knew it was coming. Guys, it's still we're, deflating. We're gonna though. have to win. They're probably you, taking nine to twelve points. Yeah. We all knew it was coming. I don't want to hear it, about that. You, if you but know it's it coming, it's still nowhere. deflating though. But you didn't. It wasn't like a shocker. You weren't surprised. You kind of knew that what you weren't was going to happen. But still, you knew it was coming time. for weeks. You knew you had to go in and win your last three games. Period. Everybody fucking knew it. So to hear about it is just fucking nonsense. It's bullshit. It didn't come out of nowhere. It didn't come out of nowhere. Correct. Everyone knew it was coming. 
but they're still humans and it's still deflating. It's an yeah, excuse. So it's a fucking yeah. piddly ass excuse too. Okay. okay. Yeah, if they would have lost 2-0, I wouldn't have said anything. I said I would have said, yeah, it's deflating. It's maybe because of that. Fine. Losing 4-1 to mid-lower table Empoli is nothing short of shambolic and embarrassing. And we just can't have that. Can't have that. I'm not. Conte got banned in 2012 for four months. Uh, The next day we went and beat Napoli 4-2 in the Super Cup. Never relinquished first at all that season. Pesotto jumped off a goddamn building in 06. Five to six players went to a visit. And then we beat Ukraine uh, 3-0 a few days later and won the World Cup. Like, it's all excuses, man. It's all excuses. You had weeks and you knew this was coming. It's an excuse. I don't want to hear about that, Max. Fuck it. Fuck it. Take some accountability at some point as well. And that's the part I really can't sympathize with them for is that it's this. It's second place. I had to hear nonstop second place, 69 points, 69 points, 69 points yesterday post-match. Max, that's great, but it has nothing to do with the problems that are clearly evident that you failed to talk about. Second place is not an accomplishment. It is not an achievement, Okay. It's a make you feel better about the circumstances, but the circumstances are negative. Bottom line. Yeah, especially this season. Yeah, because if any of the other teams would have performed regularly, because Inter lost the most they lost in one season since, I don't know, 2017 or something. Mm -hmm. Milan dropped points every week. Those are the guys that were behind us, and we're kind of lucky to be second. Because we have like what eleven losses in the league, that's a lot. That's more than that many. Yeah, I I just I can't. uh, I don't think it's that many more. You know, and uh, Hamad saying there's no excuse. Players get paid millions. They can't get it together in this situation. They've given up. They've given up. And we we've been hearing the same things for the past two seasons. We need to be better mentally. We need to work this and that. It's the end of the season after two years. What possibly could we still be needing to work on in the mentality aspect? It's you, yeah. you know so, where you came to. If there was ever, if there was ever a time, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to offer another side here, but I'm gonna have to agree with you guys. If there was ever a time that Juventus had the opportunity to, to hit the reset button, it's right now because FIFA and FIGC are gonna hammer down in June, right? We're gonna we're gonna be out of Europe next year, potentially two we years. Right, like everything's gonna happen in June for next season. So if there's ever a time to hit the reset button, it's now. Like why why right wouldn't now, you completely reset it now? And I and I'll tell you why. You're absolutely correct, and I, I'll tell you why. Because we can't. We've just seen in the past six months what it means to try going through a season and competitions in this situation and we can't have that we can't keep dragging it out to next season with more appeals and more deductions and giving the points back that's not a healthy way to play football mm-hmm. when i i mean i just want to take the minus 10 be done with it okay let's put the plus valenza case to bed and and that's about it the season is done and gotta move forward we can't so would you guys do you think you guys get an appeal then or you guys well i'm sorry with you omar i'm just like so so this is it the appeal apparently is going to be for not because apparently it's going to get shut down immediately and the latest Mm -hmm. 
reports are that we're not even going to go to tar, um, which would be the highest. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if you're going to take the penalty points now and that's kind of wrapped up, try and like maybe you just try and wrap it up and minimize the damage and just move on. Take mm-hmm. your hits, take your lumps everywhere. Take your lumps at the coaching role. Take your, uh, at like seeing them off and whatnot. And maybe this is your chance. And if we come down to one competition, Syria, this is your chance to clean shit up and completely reset. fully commit to a rebuild if you're going to do it because it's been nothing but patchwork for years. Maybe this is your moment to, hey, you know what? We're going to take our lumps here, 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 here. We're going to take those hits and we're going to move forward and we're going to just grow from there. You bring in a manager that it's not going to be a high paid manager. There's no way you're going to get a high paid manager following up Max Allegri, especially if you're only in Syria. I highly, highly doubt that. So it's going to have to be somebody like a Tudor, uh, a De Zerbi, Italiano. It's going to have to be somebody like that to come in here because you're not going to get a high paid guy if it's not and here's the thing who would you consider who are your considerations if we're going to give up on things take a hit in all these facets and just start from just syria and move forward from there again who's who who are in your who are in your tier of considerations for coaching right now i mean i said it before i take anyone but realistically Either someone from the league, go for Dionisi, go for Paladino, and if it's out of the league, I think Tudor realistically is the best we can do. And I'm all for it. I mean, Tudor is great. Max Allegri will be sacked after the Milan game. Anybody want to take a bet with me? Will, I'll take that bet. I'll, oh, I'll put a lot of money sacked. that he's still here. So we got... He can't, there you go. He's not going to fire himself. Game. So Ant's saying it ain't happening. He's taking you up on it. But I don't think you're going to get another here. kid out of us, uh, Jeremiah. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> I don't know. Kid, if, you know, you like, started that giveaway, we've been shitting the bed. Here, let's, let's just address the elephant in the room because he's yeah. come up now a lot. And we've, I think... I think we were all on the same page. I was on the page of not even reconsidering uh, Conte ever coming back, but he's coming up a lot now with fans yeah. more and more saying that he makes sense right now. And I'm, I honestly, I was so strongly against it. I can understand why so many feel, you know, he's not sticking around for long, but you know, his strongest, his strongest trait is what he creates and develops which we have lacked tremendously mm-hmm. for four years now i mean spalletti is living in napoli i didn't mention conte because he's a guy with a high salary yeah and I, I can't and that's why i don't only see because of the salary but if it does happen yeah i mean it kind of feels like that's what the team is right now man while everybody's here, we got a lot of people here on the watch line. Please like the video while you're here. We appreciate all the support. Uh, oh, man. I'm at the point, and again, I've supported Max. I'm at the point. I would take Birdo as the next coach. I don't care. 
Well, yeah. We just need some. We just need something as a reset. Conte, sure, whatever. I think he he'd be someone who could instill that grinta and get in the players. I think he would. He wouldn't be close to offloading the dead weight. But you know, Omar, Omar and I came up with some great points earlier. I'm just gonna you know shout that shout us out. Just get everything over with in June, and then at least you know financially what deals you can make in the summer. Because if you drag it out in the summer, June, July, August, oh, can we buy this player? Can we not? At least if once it's over, because the league, I think, officially finishes June 30th, like the, the league calendar. And then the transfer market opens middle of July. July some no, July Beginning of July. So at least then you know how much you have in your bank account to spend on players. Yeah. You have your sporting director in. You know who your manager is. Man. That's a lot of shouts for uh, Paladino. And for me, I think it's just a little too soon for Paladino. Yeah, but he's getting a lot of shouts. But I, it's just it's too soon for me. Too soon. Tony G, shout out. Legend. Ooh. Just became member. Thank you very, very much. Ooh. Let's go, AJC Army. Love it. Love it. Thank you very much, my friend. We are here for you. We do this. (laughs) Jeff coming in here. um, You know, Conte is a perfect jumpstart engine to a club, but he can be super stubborn to deal with. He's a double-edged sword. He really is. Mm -hmm. I would ultimately still lean towards something completely fresh, but I'm just saying as of late and what I've seen, you can see. As far as players now, as far as I'm concerned, you and this is what I mean going back to the blow up because I still saw some comments in their blow up is too extreme. It isn't extreme because we're not talking about just players. If you're talking about players, you're talking about tweaking the roster. When you're talking blow up, you're talking management to coaching, like the, the staff, like they're gone. And I'm talking about even as far as fitness and medical and J medical and whatnot, like everything needs a revamp not only there but our fans okay the connection with the Mm. fans is being lost by the second okay our stadium like we need an overhaul an absolute overhaul and for me you have to blow it up di maria i went out earlier in the season and he was playing great at this one point Mm -hmm. had this great start i was like you got to keep him around and just lessen the blow in terms of the roster and whatnot take advantage of that growth decree no di maria can go rabio can go um sandro automatic renewal that's fine we'll take the hit on the payment you've got to go quadrado gazetta is trying to kill us one headline at a time everybody don't let them do that (laughs) quadrado okay they came out with the news today on him being renewed whatnot they're trying to kill us one headline at a time He's got to go too. Like you've got to clean it all up and you're going to have to make some decisions. And to be honest, while everybody thinks blowing it up is too extreme, even selling uh, Vlaovic is too extreme. Vlaovic may very well ask for um, a transfer. Mm-hmm. That That is a strong possibility. So it's going to blow up. I just I'll don't go see, as- I don't see how you can. And I acknowledge I acknowledge, I completely acknowledge it is not by any means all Max Allegri, but you cannot continue this, everyone. You can't. You can't. And you know what? We might have to be patient. You might have to 
we might have to suffer next season, whatnot, and maybe a bit into the next, but you have to move on and do so properly. Um, if we keep trying to patchwork and soften the blow to try and mm-hmm. remain here, you're not going to eventually get where you need to go. Like we're just going to be going in circles without actually just taking the, the right steps because of either fear and um, finances. And you can't do that. You can't, you can't like you have to be aware of the finances, but you can't let it dictate what you're doing and that's what i really feel was the problem with our roster for quite some time is that we were making a splash and then we had to do patchwork and the patchwork was awful and it didn't make sense and here you are here you are years down the road after making some pretty bad decisions some rough decisions and not hitting on players you're in trouble and you got to clean it up but I don't see a way that you cannot blow this thing up uh, right now. Guys? I'll even go as far as to say that even if you blow it up, based on how the league looked this year, we could still have a top five roster. Well, that's my point, is that I don't see this right? big drop-off. Right now is almost like seemingly the best time to do it, I feel. Mm-hmm. You can still... Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say top three, but with an overhaul, but think about it. You overhaul a roster and you can still see us finishing top five, six, four, five, six. This is the time to do it, man. Especially with all the youth yeah, talent I mean, let, we have. Let's be real. We're not the second best team in the league, even if we are second place, you know, as far as roster goes. That's just the reality of it. They say the table doesn't lie when the table lies sometimes. And. I mean, yeah, what, what else can we say? What haven't we said? I, mean, I, I, I look at the 3-5-2, and I see Chiesa and Di Maria on the bench, and I'm like, those are some of your best players. Those are the only players maybe that could be considered world-class. If they don't fit into your system, change the system. Yeah. And that's on the coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're playing with a formation that doesn't suit our best players, the formation is wrong, not the players, not the guys we, we bought and paid for. And why would they want to stay at that position? There, there's, I mean, Kiesa on the bench, he saw the change when he came in. Suddenly, we had shots from inside the area. There was some danger aspect to our game. Eventually, we can see that, but something has changed. Yeah, yeah. we have, we have no midweek game, and those guys are on the bench. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. If we no. have a new manager next season, how much time should we give DV9? To be honest, you give the entire team that season. Like, that that team gets that season. That coach gets that season. Mm-hmm. Like, that coach should have uh, a Mercado that isn't one where we're cleaning up and we still have these cases tied to it. That's why I'm starting to change my tune a bit on what we got to do as far as these cases, we might have to start looking at taking the hits to get over it and to move forward. Cause the longer we drag it on, it's not helping. Now I know that is a tough pill to swallow to just take that hit and then have that always associated with us and whatnot. But to be honest, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot and I've said it a couple times on the show, we're always going to have that uh, garbage associated with us. The damage is done. The damage was done immediately and it won't go away. No matter how it ends, doesn't actually change what would come down the road. 
it will always be associated with us. Okay. If we were wiped, uh, Scott clean of everything, it would be crickets. Okay. So the damage is done. You got to just look at moving on efficiently now. So it, realistically, it, it's, it's crazy. Realistically but, is max the coach next year. I, I try and think of, I try and think about it. Okay. There's the finances, there's the new sporting director, but no sane person would look at this and be like, yeah, let's just keep it all the same. I don't see, I'd like to think that, you know, we have smart people up there and whoever the sporting director is, but I, I, I can't see how he's the manager next year. I just don't, I, you know, I can't I, it's see it unfortunate. Either. I don't I see how he stays. I, I would be shocked yeah, if I can't hear season. And little birdie, little birdie told me that yesterday Ooh. was intentional from a lot of the players. You they son were, of a bitch! They You're were keeping that. You kept that from us for like an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> little birdie told me that they were sending. That was them sending a message. Um, but the problem is, who are they sending a message to? Because there's no football minds there. I can't stress this enough. Get your management team set up immediately the mm-hmm. fact set that up they got them club like every <laughs> other club is set up yeah what do we have we are we have like four lawyers and then a coach we, we talked about it. we talked about this on the pregame show and mana even mana and getting like for me that's so unfair to him it's so unfair to him during that you need a guy that has been experienced with clubs mm-hmm. at that role um, with in the top tier that has had some success somewhere because of the mess that we're facing. Like it's not fair to him. So bring me somebody with experience that can come in here and do the job. And you know what? You maybe take your hits, but you got to get moving. But as far as the confirmations, all these confirmations you're hearing about Max and the team is confirmed. How many kisses of death have we seen over the past several seasons? Like, trust me. Trust me on this one. That means nothing. So don't go crazy on that. All right. Storm the barn. We have time for some storm the barn questions. Okay. Um, We're going to get to uh, one from uh, Jeremiah here. I got it earlier. I see you've put it in there again. You know, I got these, man. Come on, Jeremiah. Come on, Jeremiah. We got you. This isn't your first rodeo. You know, I got this. Take it easy. It's not my first day here, man. Come on. We're not like. It's old, but whatever. We're not like tech. We got this. Yeah. You always (laughs) got to bring this back to tech. Even. God damn it, Omer. The points deduction. I love the beef. We wouldn't be this pissed, Matt, if we were at least in the Europa final. Agreed. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy at least we were in the final, and I'd want us to go out there and win it. But, again, when you keep going back to – um measuring stick matches and moments this team falls flat on their face so i don't know if i even want another final and this is a shitty thing to say i'm not so sure i want another final associated with what we could potentially see does that make sense yeah especially losing to roma and Mourinho. yeah like that would just fucking destroy me destroy that would be the you know the final but of course ultimately i'd want them in there and i want them that shot to get that trophy and of course bring it home whatnot but i would honestly if we were going into that final 
I would be like, and, and I was nervous going into Sevilla because I, I truly said this before we played the first leg. I said, the one nil FC has to go away if you're going to make it by Sevilla. And name and mainly that was talking about going to their house. Like you've got to score more than one goal to take out Sevilla. Like you're going to have to do it. We shit our pants at home again, again, which was becoming a staple. If people don't remember of Max Allegri in knockout ties, dropping the first legs started to become a fucking trend. And we pit, we fucking shit our pants at home. Says Sevilla. So yeah, I, of course yeah, no I'd be one happy to, they'd be in there. No and one ever wants to shot, poop their but... pants. Yeah, you don't want to poop your pants. That's that's a bad idea. Uh, if we Always. would have made the final, of course you you want to make the final. But like I said earlier, if this was a one-off four-one, oh man, we had a bad day. But this has been a problem for a while. Like this is this lackadaisical approach in games and not finishing has been a systematic problem for. You can say two years. It hasn't gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll piggyback off that with a question it's from the barn. Poop in your pants? No, the losses. Okay. I I kind of feel like yesterday was might have been the worst one. Uh, but what was the worst one for you? The worst loss <clears throat> during this past two years. Yeah. Uh, see, even even the Napoli five one, it's like no. just a better team, just a way better team, and like Bremer shit the bed, so it's yeah. like it was easier to take. Yesterday was just flat out unbelievable, like just so so unacceptable. I think even the defeats to. Uh, both defeats to Monza are up there for me because that just, and I get that they've done good and they have a good record against the top, the uh, better sides in the standings and whatnot. But that just fucking hurts because we get so outplayed, like so outplayed. Mm-hmm. And there's no chance that we should be against sides like that. No disrespect to them and Paladino and the work he's doing will. and the players there. But, but you're about to disrespect them. You just can't do that yeah. against. So honestly, I would choose almost every loss because Juve's been for two years their own worst enemy, and it's not so much what's happening, you know, with these other clubs, but it's just what is going on at home with us. But Maccabi Haifa, that yeah. is up there too. And that was I was thinking Porto, but Porto was three years ago. That was yeah, Porto was Pirlo season. That was yeah. Pirlo season. So. And then the second one I immediately thought of was Villarreal. That one. Yeah, that, that one. Three nil loss. Yeah, I don't lose sleep over games, but if I were to, I think that Villarreal one would be one Man, that really. Maccabi was sticking my ruthless, crap. ruthless. Maccabi, Maccabi, to be honest, didn't surprise me. I told you before that watch out for Maccabi. They're a very attacking team and they're not afraid. And we looked like shit for parts of the season. And they can take advantage of that at home with their fans. So I wasn't shocked. I mean, I, I kind of expected it. Yeah. But Justin B. Yesterday saying, look at all the hell. One. Bring in Mourinho. I said, no, 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 no. 
No, no, no. Hey, I know it. he said nice things about UV yesterday, but let's take let's it take easy, it. my man. Take it easy. Take because, it easy. Because, it, because it hurts him directly. That's why he said nice things. Yeah. Do you consider playing with the youth and Primavera players for the last two games of Serie A? We have nothing to do. I am all for, and I was very, very vocal about this on the watch along yesterday. I'm all for playing the guys that are going to actually give a shit in those games. And if that's the young guys, fly at her. I want guys, I don't want to see anything like I did yesterday. Technically, technically, you win both games and Milan loses to Verona you're in a Champions League spot. So technically, you still need to win. Are we still going to get penalized by UEFA? A hundred percent. But is this Luca who's asking this? Because this sounds like something Luca would ask. Let's just play all the Mm -hmm. Primavera players, like the U19 squad against men. No, you're going to get humped 8-0 in both games if you start sending out the kids. We might get pumped even playing the others if we do anything remotely <laughs> close to what we did yesterday. So what are we talking about here? We just got throttled we... by Empoli for fuck's sake. I, I would I would Good do point. that. I would do that if Montero is on the sidelines coaching them. I I honestly and this is the scary part right there, what Omer said is that usually if you have guys that are vets in a locker room. And if there is, and I mean, like we got to really address this. If there's problems in the locker room like that, and that's the point we've gotten to, what do we always say? When there's that much smoke, there's usually some fire. So there's something brewing back there. And like I said, little birdie told me the players were sending a message. When you have vets doing that, even if you're pulling in the young guys, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation. So, the problem is, is they're not going to pull the trigger anytime right now. And I honestly, my fear is that it might not matter. It might not matter which route we go. But to Ant's point, you could still salvage something out of that. Keep in mind, everybody. And this was always my belief. Whether we made it into, whether we didn't get points deducted and we finished second, whether we scrap our way back into a top four spot, whatnot, UEFA is sitting there waiting to pull Just the trigger. They are sitting there waiting. Ready to go. They are waiting to mm-hmm. pull that trigger. Yeah, it is and, what it is. And, and I want to mention that uh, if you listen to the Italian football podcast, and Carlo Garganese said that he talked to people inside of Juve, and they said Juve are preparing for a season without Europe. I mean, they kind of know that's what's going to happen no matter where we mm-hmm. finish in the table. You have to prepare for that. Be, to prepare for I'd the be worst. shocked if they didn't. Yeah. We talked about that. We yeah. talked about that a lot. Uh, like, you have to prepare. You have to prepare for the worst case and then go mm-hmm. from there. It's not only prepare. It's just acknowledging that this is the situation. That's what's going to happen. It's more than just preparing. It's knowing. Yeah. So, Nader, asking, what helped us in our last relegation? Is it applicable in the current situation? Well, it took... A lot of time and a lot of work to dig our way out of there. And to be honest, you saw some players that you wouldn't normally see at Juventus. And we talk about this from time to time that maybe even a guy like Claudio Marchisio doesn't get an opportunity at Juventus if that particular moment in time doesn't happen. We saw a few things happen, though. We saw, you know, 
Juve taken some shots on some guys they probably normally wouldn't. We saw the emergence of Chiellini through an injury at a centre-back role and whatnot, coming off the full-back position. Um, and then ultimately, what did it take? Because I think if you look at that roster, it had some key pieces. But Conte really, really got a lot, a lot out of that 2011 side. And I might add the new stadium was a big part of it. And Marotta, the deals that he pulled, even in just going into this season, Vidal and Lichsteiner and Pirlo, those were the choices. And when you had, like if Juve gets relegated right now, who are our leaders that will go down with us no matter what? But here's the and thing. are they Del Piero and Buffon? But here's the thing, Vidal, Vidal was, Vidal came out of nowhere. Like he totally made himself at Juventus. Okay, like he yeah, completely okay. made himself at Juventus. Licksteiner was like a journeyman, and that was a good pickup too because he played his part, he played his role. So, again, what is going to help us in this current situation? A proper sporting director that knows mm -hmm. how to build a team, knows where the weaknesses are, and can find the right guys to come in. Again, we've had a scout, we've had a scout. That's been doing that for years now. So it's like it's time to bring in somebody experienced that can do it. And that's going to help us the most. Okay. The and, most. and just just to clarify something like what I've said before about adjusting your roster into the best players you have. Conte started with a 4-2-4. And Barzali said it recently that they were all three of them, him, Bonucci, and Kilim were just too good. So Conte shifted into a 3-5-2. And he couldn't put out Vidal, Pirlo, or Marquisio. So he just changed to a three-man midfield. That's how you build your teams around your best players. And that's what mm -hmm. Max has been lacking. It's first of all formation, then players. And it should be the other way around. Yeah. We'll see, uh, we'll see what goes down. Uh, another storm in the barn here. Do y'all regret letting Dybala go? For me, no. No, you can't look in the past if you're going to move ahead in the future. So move, move forward, man. Yeah, I just I don't yeah, have any forward. regrets about it. If honestly, you can only and I say this time and time again, no matter who we move on, you can only look at what is happening with the club and with that player currently. So mm -hmm. the Bala was having struggles staying fit, whether it's our fault or not. He was struggling to stay in the lineup and fit and be a key piece. So it is what is not only that, he had so many damn opportunities to sign a bloody contract with Juve, okay? If he ultimately really wanted to stay that bad and love the club that much, he had more than enough opportunities and he kept haggling and haggling and haggling eventually this is what came from it and to be honest by the end of it i was so sick and tired of it i didn't care i just i didn't even care if he was staying or going i just wanted it over so no regrets from me homer yeah the, the only way i can answer it is, is if i knew that he was going to stay fit and play most of the massive of the matches but there's no way i could have known that um so you know i can't be sorry for it if we did keep him and he was injured for most of the season just like pogba or whoever then just more of the same nothing yeah. new 
We've got uh, Storm the Barn here from B1897. Do you watch the World Cup for U20s? There are a lot of young players that perfectly fit our team, Papundi, Baltanzi, and even our own uh, Torikia. Look, here's another thing, too, when we talk about like young players. I think Juve's doing a great job when it comes to the young players. Where I think we've fallen victim to over these past uh, several years is the big splash signings with a shit ton of patchwork around it. I really like there was a long time there for Juve where 40 mil was kind of like our go to 40, 50 mil would be our splash. And then we could still bring in some key pieces around it with some good business. We've been splashing on these 80 mils, these uh, 70 mils and whatnot. And it's like, fuck, we might have to take it easy on that and get back to uh, basics and really get a balanced side before looking at taking big splashes. So, that's kind of for me um, is just regroup how you do it. But as far as the young guys go, I mean, there's going to be a lot of young players that will perfectly fit our team, but you still have to have a mix. You've got to have, you know, mm-hmm. your squad players. You've got to have your vets. Men. You got to have, you even got to have Growing a journeyman, ups. really. Like every mm-hmm. team needs one, sometimes two journeymen that mm-hmm. uh, are just those experienced heads and whatnot. So again, a lot of work to do from UV and whatnot, but uh, I think as far as the young guys go, they're doing a really, really good job. Um, and we got a good pipeline of, of uh, yeah. youth talent. So, yeah, this trial is nothing compared to the salary trial in June. They actually have a lot of proof and are looking for huge punishment. So, getting a lot of mixed information on the salary. That should be case. financial. Okay. Um, because on this one, everything that I can get is that we are looking at more, again, still factoring in plea deals and whatnot, but we're looking more at financial punishment here in Mm -hmm. this one, um, from everything I've been able to gather from everybody, but still we'll just play it by ear. All we can do is wait and see what develops. I'm going to remind everybody like the video right now. Okay. Um, it's tough times. It's really, really tough times here. Um, some people here in the chat are agreeing with me that, uh, the big splashes are a little awkward for you and whatnot. I think especially when you just don't have everything else put in place. Um, it's really hard for a team to do that and go out there and splash and, You've got so much mishmash around it, right? But look, the problem I think I have the most right now is that it is us. And this is what I think is the biggest fucking crying shame is that it's seemingly us, the fans, who are trying to make sense of everything the most. I asked a question in the pregame show, and I'm going to ask it to you too because you weren't a part of it whatnot, but... Would it hurt if the club just maybe was a little more transparent and just would like, how would you feel? Would you gain more respect for them if they just came out and made a statement like, Hey, you know, we've got some financial problems. We're not going to make any decisions that have major financial implications until we have all our ducks in order and that goes for players and coaching and everything. Like if they just made a statement that we have to assess everything, but we're not going to make any changes until set time. And then we can at least be at ease. Okay. Like 
it makes sense. You're thinking about things. Yeah. Like, is it that hard? Would you respect them for it? And some others said in the chat yesterday that, well, that opens up a can of worms for everybody that's currently at the club. Does it or does it create that it, your post, your position is not safe? Which mm -hmm. I think too many people are safe at Juve and have been for too long. How do you guys feel I'd about that? I've seen that in the companies I've worked for where you see restructuring com uh, coming and blanket statements like, hey, we're aware of everyone's concerns. You know, we are investigating potential changes, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with doing that. The issue is who the hell is writing that letter? Yes. Is it Elkin? Is it Calvo? Is it Ferrado? Who the hell is writing that letter? That's the problem. We have no one to write the letter. Is it Agnelli? No. Like who? So I, I'm sure I would. I'm I would like that. It. I don't know who's writing it. Yeah, Omar, what I, was I'm that? I'm all for it. All for I'm it. I'm all for it. I mean, the thing that lacks the most in everything that's going on is transparency. I mean, you can't just keep painting a picture like everything is fine, nothing is out of order, and you were heading in the same direction with the same manager and the same players. At least be transparent. Tell us, the fans, because we're just, you know, just looking for some sort of information to have any idea of what's going on. And we have none. We just guess. Most yeah. of what we do is guess what's going to happen. And suddenly we hear about uh, a hidden clause in Sandro's contract or Bonucci's contract and all of that stuff. Be transparent with the fans. Make us understand the situation. Maybe then we can accept it and analyze it differently look at it from different angles but when we are just left with guessing yeah nothing is while juventus were trying to secure an agreement that settles the case with a fine the public prosecutor isn't willing to negotiate a deal that doesn't include another point deduction this came out yesterday and whatnot obviously we could very much be facing a point penalty into next season that is a possibility like there's a lot of possibilities there's a lot of scenarios again we just have to take it one day at a time right um I want to get to a comment here and I want to ask this final question to everybody in the live chat and everybody, if the rest goes away, you just have to give up on super league to make everything go away. Do you do that? Yeah. Make this all yeah. go. Oh, so we got a no and we have a yes. Everybody yeah. in the live no, chat. You have no, to Super give League up on is... Super League and this goes away and we could just start next season, whatever. This Salary goes case away. goes away. The like Everything goes away if you just give up on Super League and just... No, I'm willing to take this reset. The Super League format and idea of the Super League is the future. The money, the only way to, for other leagues to compete with England is the Super League. Like, let's just... Facts are facts. You're not going to make the money you make to compete with England playing in Champions League. It's just not there. The Super League was talking about billions of dollars, billions with a B spread amongst teams. So I would, I would take the reset now for the Super League to benefit all other leagues in Europe outside of England to compete with the English money. Long-term, short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so just in general, I'm all for the Super League. The idea, I think that's the only thing that can save European 
football as a whole and make it competitive again. But what we see now is that we got caught with our pants down. 100%. And we obviously, and we obviously can't compete because no one does shit to help you. And the fact that Paris Saint-Germain and Man City and all these clubs can keep doing what they do and get scot-free means that it's not a ruling issue. It's not a judicial issue. It's just against UV, against the Super League clubs. And I'm not sure we can afford it. I mean, how low are we willing to drop to make the Super League happen? Maybe it's just not the right time. Maybe we should go for it when everything is in order, where they can't pin any punishment they want on us at any given time. And right now, this idea of the Super League is severely hurting Juve. Severely. And if there's a chance to avoid that, at this particular moment where we have no money, no management, we want the coach out, the players want out, we can't compete financially, let it go. Rebuild. Then go for it again. Because it's just us, Barcelona, Real Madrid, no one else. So might have to bite the bullet and give up on it. This is yeah. a this is an interesting one. This is a tough one because like even in the chat, like I get it. It's like yeah, the Super League's a great idea, but you can't like you would be destroying your future based on a dream, something that isn't really down there. However, however, there are major major investors hovering or massive. hovering around this, like massive massive investors. And the thing is, is that in Billions. part, in part, you would be succumbing to what the actual fucking problem is and that's the power uefa holds when they put nothing at stake mm. so like it's really hard for me to let like while i understand that you know yeah you're you're kind of chasing something that isn't developed isn't even really a go yet or what and isn't a certainty or whatnot but you're still giving in to what the actual problem is do the problems go away for Juventus just because we succumb to the uh, Super League? I don't think so. I don't think that UEFA still changes everything. Do we get the same treatment as Man City and all? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. So yeah, it's really hard for me to say, yeah, you got to give this thing up. When if, in fact, this thing goes through would be so massive for the teams involved. It's not even funny. Yeah. Imagine and the, the top reason, seven. The yeah. reason UEFA is pushing so hard to not have this thing go is because they know, they know what would go down. All true. Imagine the All imagine true. the top seven but, clubs in Italy getting sixty million euros, just for going in. Sixty million plus, just for going into this league. 60, 70, now, 80, 120 million just for being a part of that league every year. That's a now, massive amount of money for for teams, and it's it's it'll completely change the landscape of European football. Yeah, it would. That's all true. It's all true, but I need this to be more than just an idea. I need this. Mm -hmm. I need this to start formulating so Juve can go into it knowing what they're going into. Right now, the Super League is an idea, as far as we know. Maybe things mm -hmm. change in, even in the near summer and we get some more official announcement. But right now, this particular situation we have, it's an idea that we're risking everything for and I'm not sure it's worth, it's worth it at this particular point in time. Yeah. yeah. Give me something concrete and I'm all in. Yeah. So, 
last one here, and this is Devil's Advocate. Uh, Justin, uh, doesn't Super League make the financial disparity across UEFA even worse? How do squads like Udinese benefit? So the theory, okay, is essentially you couldn't have more money for the top sides, obviously, in those set leagues. More money for those leagues, obviously, should amount to better talent. Better talent across there. More visibility for league and whatnot. But to be honest, squads like this aren't going to benefit huge. But is that worse than what's going on now with UEFA? I don't technically think so. I don't think so. I don't think there's any difference there. If we want to start looking at clubs... If we want to start looking at clubs like that and talk about, you know, how do they benefit... The only way they're going to benefit is if football globally assigned a salary cap. That's the only way teams like that. So if we want to look at teams like that and talk about Super League, like not doing anything for them, well, UEFA is not doing anything for them either. The only way teams like that will benefit is a salary cap. Okay, then your top teams it doesn't matter how much revenue they make and everything with that. You can make a salary cap that is good enough for those top teams to have their top teams. And then, of course, clubs like this can work up to it that they'll probably never hit. But what it does is it gets the talent spread out. It gets talent spread out amongst teams. You're not going to see teams being able to hoard some of these benches with crazy depth and whatnot. Those guys are going to move around. And then teams like that have a shot at picking up some guys they normally wouldn't have. But other than that, it also... What you need to do is, yeah, salary cap, limit the number of players you can have in your team. You can't, and no more loaning players for more than one season. You can't keep a Marco Piazza for seven years just loaning him out to other clubs and having to deal with that every summer. That's a huge issue, especially in Italy. And what you've said is true, the money trickles down. When you make a lot of money, they buy players from Udinese and Sassuolo for 40 million, 50 million from Torino. So it does benefit the smaller teams mm, and it gives them exactly more breathing space. It, it keeps them away from bankruptcy and stuff. Yeah, There is a trickle-down effect to having the best teams make more money. Fratesi isn't a 40 million euro player. Now he's a 65 million euro player, Yeah, right? Stuff like that happens. It's, it's yeah, it changes everything. It changes everything. So again, yeah. back to court. Yeah. UEFA is not doing anything for them now, so I just don't see that as being something to make it the be-all, end-all. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. Super League talk is far from over. I'll tell you that too. Okay, so it's it's, it's gonna. There's some big, big plans as far as the group to make something happen in the summer, which I'm sure Juventus is reflecting on as well. Because yeah, I was getting that this summer there was going to be some type of big push uh with these clubs and whatnot about taking that next step forward so we'll see what happens that's all we can do um and again games like yesterday and whatnot if that's the case infuriating what's that if if that's the case there's no point in appealing the decisions or anything yeah yeah and there is uh you know that's just again we got to take this all in stride because this is new to us at the AJC. Now that we've got uh, a couple sources 
um, which have never been available to us. And I keep getting questions like, how strong do you feel about this horse? This is the thing. We're going to take it all together and we're going to find out. And once things come up, we'll just see. We'll see how good these sources are. All I know is that so far, the first source told us uh, months, months ago when we reported that they were coming back. UBA was coming back to North America, came to fruition. The last time that source, the last thing that source told us was that it was slim chances Max Allegri is coach next season. It's very, very slim chances. Uh, re and just kind of giving us some type of faith that Juve is looking at alternatives. So again, we take that, and we just share it with you, and we just see what comes to fruition, all right? That's all we do. And with all the news and everything, the headlines, one day at a time. Don't lose your heads or stress out completely or yeah, flip out over things that are out of your control. It's okay to get pissed off sometimes, but then we all meet up here today and we hash it up. Very I nice. feel a little bit better I until do. I, I do see do. that clip of Sandra walking off the pitch again. That'll probably piss me off. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm about hey, to say. Good it's chat, good live chat. You guys are unbelievable. As always, like the video before you uh, say goodbye. I'll keep you up to date on all the news on the daily update videos on Twitter and Instagram. We're keeping you up to date with the news. Huge, huge credit to uh, Omar and Lou pulling the major weight on the news. Yeoman's okay, work. Fantastic stuff as always. Uh, Milan up next this weekend. Jesus Christ, it's got to be better than what happened against Empoli. <laughs> but one day at a time, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, no matter what, fino alla fine, Forza Juventus. Ciao.